Welcome to Hannibal's Horny and Bunchy, a dinner party where each week we watch and discuss an episode of Brian Fuller's television show, Hannibal. I'm your host, Sonia, your friendly neighborhood true crime nerd. Let's go around the table to introduce the rest of the party. Yo, yo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my name's Celeste. I'm new to Hannibal. I'm an artist and a nerd. Hi, I'm JJ. I'm a local filmmaker, local nerd, and the fanable of the three. And this week we're discussing season one as a whole. We're processing our feelings, our thoughts, and where we go from here. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, I just wanted to start with our general thoughts about what happened this season. People were eaten. <laughs> People grew. <laughs> People died. <laughs> Lots of things happened, and not not all of them good. <laughs> so, <laughs> like most of the time, nothing good happened. Uh, oh crap! I, got, I forgot to bring out the the fanfic I wanted to read for this uh, this episode. I brought fanfic. <laughs> Let me see if I can find it. I save it. Well, because um, remember how we've talked a lot this this season about how much we love Beverly. Well, there's a uh, <laughs> well, I've, uh, how we thought that she would go from nachos with uh, with um, <laughs> with Will when, if they ever hung out. Well, mm -hmm. I found a fanfic where they actually she actually goes to his house to make him nachos. Oh, <laughs> yeah. it was like, I not, like that. It was really sweet. Hold on, let me see if I can find it. But anyway, okay. First things first, though. Uh, what? How, what are your feelings at the end of, at the start of like seeing the whole season as a whole with new eyes? Celeste, what do you think? Ooh, ooh, man. There's <laughs> that's like a little question because, like, I came in here like not expecting anything, mm -hmm. and yeah, I really like this show. I didn't expect to like it so much, but I did. <laughs> that's how I felt when I first started watching it too. Because I'm like, I don't know if I'm into this because it's the guy from uh, Casino Royale, and he kind of looks like the guy from Ramstein, and I don't know if I'm into this European stuff, so I'm just like... I think Will sold it to me, like, the first second I saw him, I was like, yep, yep. It's like, I'm here, here for the yep. <laughs> here for the puppy. I think, that, yeah, like, Will is the grounding part of the show in that he gets, um, lots of bad things happen to him, and we don't want them to. Like, that's the worst part of the show do for me. We? I don't want anything bad to happen <laughs> to him. He's so good. But he's um, a really sweet man. A really sweet, really, really sweet man. Like, none of those things he deserved. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, to him. He just, like, wants to live in his little cottage in the forest alone with his dog. Yeah, he just wants a life of his own where he can fish and where he can, like, just hang out with things and... Like, you know, what do, I don't know what people do when they fish. Fishing's never been a thing for I me. I never tried fishing. I want to try it, but I'm like, I don't know. Oh, my God. You guys <laughs> no. have never fished? I fished, like, I once with my sister. I don't know anybody who owns boat. <laughs> well, I, uh, my I'm, like, I'm, like, such a big city girl, but even I, like, have done fishing. Well, I've fished, but not in the traditional go out there and, I like, like, sit little down. tiny middles <laughs> on a, a river and put in, a, like, a water bottle. <laughs> that's technically that's the, that's the res life right there. Yeah, well, because it's... <laughs> Like, I don't know, like, uh, fishing for me, I've never really done, just because uh, it was such a, for lack of a better term, I grew up on a reserve, so the only people that fished recreationally were white people that would come to visit my home community in the winter, or in the summer for, like, all the fishing grounds over there. And so I'm like, why would I fish? Yeah, I hate fish. Because my parents are terrible cooks, by the way. So <laughs> that's why I'm not, and, like, fish is really easy to make terrible, if you hear me. Fun weird fact. Fish creep me out. <laughs> <laughs> so well, I'd rather so not be close to one. <laughs> well, I, have, I remember this horrible story um, a horrible boy told me when I was in school where he used to dive off of his boat with holding a rock so he would like sink to the bottom, right? So, sounds like a total like Hannibal thing to do. Anyway, <laughs> he was like, well, like a creepy child serial killer thing to do, in other words, because JJ just gave me a look that said, like, that's not what our beautiful god, god guy would do. <laughs> She's shrugging, she's like, I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, uh, so he did this once, and he saw a sturgeon at the bottom of the lake. And if you've ever seen a sturgeon, they look like little—they look like huge dinosaurs. And they're actually, like, if you touch one, they'll cut your hand. Oh god! And so he was like freaking out, and he just like darted to the surface and was mm -hmm. horrifying. But yeah, so like fish and me don't really mix. I don't know. I like sushi though. Sushi's good. <laughs> Sashimi rather. That's the fish. I don't really like seafood either. <laughs> so this. Two reasons why I don't go fishing. <laughs> well, do you think that, um, I don't know if Hannibal would ever go fishing with Will. 
I don't picture him on the boat. Yeah, <laughs> in the middle of the lake. Well, I guess that's the that's the contrast where that's they ask like, for yeah. For yeah. <laughs> well, because he he they contrast hunters and fishers on the show, and I think Hannibal is a hunter and uh, Will is the fisherman. It'll be funny, like uh, uh, always in fan fiction. Yeah, Hannibal doesn't fish whenever they go fishing. But uh, I always thought like there's the some of the fan fiction uh, where people wrote like um, uh, post post fall season three, and they're like out in a boat out in the ocean because you know stuff. <laughs> and in my mind, no one's ever written it, but in my mind, I always figured Hannibal would be like a spear fisherman. You know, he'd go after <laughs> Sitting on top of a rock of a big spear. Yeah, like if he, ever, if he had to, you know? <laughs> I was picturing him to be a spear. Because that, that requires a lot of patience. You have to literally stand and wait. And it's really hard too, because like the yeah. the the way the water is, it's not where they it, they're mm -hmm. not where they all look like they are. Yeah, that optical illusion th looking through the water, right? That prism effect. So I I'd see him do that if he had to fish. <laughs> That'd be me. Well, now that you mentioned it, I do picture that too. <laughs> but just like him standing there with like his tonic face, and then like bam, he like gets his fish out. Yeah, yeah, he's like one of those um, like snapping turtles do that, where they'll just keep their mouths open all the time, and they'll just wait and wait until something like comes into their mouth and they'll just snap it closed. Yeah, Hannibal's like a snapping turtle. <laughs> but uh, since we're talking about fan fiction, uh, this question comes from account D80 on Tumblr, and this one was sort of directed at me. Since Sonya doesn't roll with Hanagram, what do you go for in fanfics? It doesn't specify whether we we speci we prefer Hannibal, but I, I'm assuming Hannibal. Are you guys about rolling in fluff or drowning in the angst or dying from the hurt comfort? Um... <laughs> Personally, I like, um, yeah, that's what it says here, <laughs> the, the top green one. Top green so personally, I like fanfic where it's like a starting the relationship. I don't know, it's really cute to me to see like that, like that little cute spark of, um, of the uncertainty of a relationship that I really love. Those are my favorite types of fanfics. Which contrasts with my other favorite types of fanfics, which are the dark comfort one, the dark ones where like horrible things happen. Mm -hmm. Like, cause it, uh, uh, I'm surprised no one's brought it up, but like me not liking Hanagram goes against every single thing that I usually like in pairings. Cause like I usually dig the dark pairings. Like uh, when JJ mentioned, um, what was it uh, Fantastic Beasts and uh, Colin Farrell's character and what's his face from. Uh, what's I know his name in the story. Credence. 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 Yeah, Credence and that and Colin Farrell. I'm like, ooh, that sounds like my parents. So I go straight forward, and even though technically he's underage, and like, it's obviously a sex per predator, like grooming Why? this child. Yeah, and I'm like. Okay, Sonny, why the hell don't you like Hanagram then? This is basically the same thing. Well, that he's not that Hannibal's sexually grooming Will. I don't think he's an he's an older man, but but um, I wonder if Hannibal's older. He is. I guess he is. Yeah. Well, people go off of their actual ages. I think uh, Mass is like, like eight 40, or nine. 80. He's like eight or nine years older than you. Okay. That's what people are going off of. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but what are you? In, what sort of fanfics are you into? I know that uh, we've all read them. Well, not Hannibal ones in particular. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, what do you go for in, Han in fanfic? Well, I have some notes. <laughs> <laughs> I was pretty shocked about that. I, okay, I went digging through my um, uh, archive of their own archi archive of our own history, <laughs> which I'm really grateful for because I never would have known. I have read approximately 168 fan fictions of Hanagram. Hannah Damn. <laughs> With a mix of, uh, you know, other universes of the other characters they've ever played mixed in there. Uh, and that doesn't count all the little ficlets that are like one page. I just counted that as one. Stop <laughs> <laughs> so counting those. Oh, like the one shots? Yeah, yeah. Just like really, yeah, mm -hmm. little, little bit stories. Um, so yeah, I was like, holy shit, 168. <laughs> and apparently I started reading as early as July 2015, and then I picked up the pace uh, <laughs> after January 2016, which makes sense, because that's like after the show ended, ended yeah. so I needed, I needed <laughs> something, I needed things, and my favorites, I run down, I think, I run down, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, so the, I guess these would be my, my favorites of all time, would be, uh, Blackbird by, I don't know how to say this name, E-M-U-N-G-E-R-E, Emunger, 
Imager. That sounds like Imager. Imager? Yeah. Okay. Blackbird by Imager. It's 15 chapters, approximately 88,892 words. <laughs> I read it all, and I've read it like three or four times. <laughs> and then I also like uh, Decorda Monster. Uh, she completed, uh, I don't know how to say this either, R I H W. Rue? <laughs> Re? R I H W. Re? Re? Ryu? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it's Core Monster. That's uh, Alpha, Beta, Omega verse one. Uh, Ru Garu universe or Ru yeah Ru Haru. I don't know how to say it. Uh, and this lousy, <laughs> she's not lousy. <laughs> but it's she says there's 32 chapters and she's only written 29. She hasn't touched it for a year, so I was like, hey. ooh yeah. Uh, I remember back in the day when that used to happen and you'd harass them on the message boards, be like, are you gonna finish this? Yeah, I know. Come I, on, do I, it. I poker everyone's time with a message. Just so you know, I've been rereading, waiting. <laughs> and that's uh, 132,045 words, <laughs> and I've read that several times. So anyway, uh, favorite favorite uh, favorite fan fiction: Blackbird, uh, consenting to dream, which are both like sub dom stories. Don't judge me. <laughs> and of course, uh, it's Quarter Monster and Wager War, which are Alpha Beta Omega stories. And then I like Space Invader, which is Nigel slash Adam, really which I got into and really really like. Have anyway, you know, yeah, have you read that one. Space no, Invader? I have. I've read one where um, uh, Nig- uh, Adam is. Um, Adam is unsure, it, like I can't remember the exact story, but I remember that Adam is unsure if he is able to physically please a woman since he's never seen another penis before and he doesn't know if his penis is normal, so he goes like, okay, like, what's, uh, <laughs> like, what should a penis look like? Tell me, Nigel. And so it goes sexy times from there. But I, uh, <laughs> I read that one. That was the one I read. Goodness. But I think you'd like Space Invader because it doesn't jump into into sex right away. Yeah. It's like, it's like four or five chapters of fluff. No, I love that sort of thing. And then, you know. Then we have times. Yeah. <laughs> then we have a good time. Well, I just, like, uh, I just Googled stuff, and then the red was the first thing that came up. Because oh, usually okay. I don't I don't usually jump straight into the explicit stuff. I'm like, all right, let's do the fan filter. Explicit. There we go. Well, I'll send you that one. That one I don't think you would mind. And the other one that I love is To the Place I Belong, which is actually uh, a Galahad Tristan story. Ah. When they were in uh, that... King Arthur movie, <laughs> which nobody saw. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I, I, I tried to watch it, but I got like through 10 minutes and I was like, where's Mass? Where's Hugh? <laughs> Isn't that oh. the one with Kira Knightley? Is, uh, I think so, yeah. yeah. So, anyway, those are my favorite. Uh, that's my favorite fan fiction. Yay. How about you, Celeste? Have you fallen into any fan fiction or. I usually go back to my. OTP, like, <laughs> like true parent. I actually do have one. I keep, like, it's embarrassing because it's from Naruto. <laughs> but I usually, like, I can't do, like, oh, what is it called? Like, slow burn? Yes. Is that yeah. what it's called? Yes. I slow can't. burn. I'm very impatient. I can't do that. <laughs> I want to go straight to the fluff and then being happy. <laughs> well, yeah, like, I always complain about slow burn, but then I end up really liking slow burns. Like, my, my OTP is um, Newton and Herman from Pacific Rim. Mm-hmm. I just love that because I love like uh, I love couples that bicker. That's my favorite. Like anyone who could write a bickering couple is a really good writer because it's always it's easy to write people who are in love. It's harder to write people who are in love despite the bickering. Mm, so yeah, it's one of my favorite dreams. But uh, I really want to get more into that uh, space dog. <laughs> <No. laughs> God, I think I like that one. it's a little bit of a slow burn, but like uh, like I said, I think you'll like it. The chapters are pretty quick. Yeah, the pairing sounds cute, too. Um, so, another question from Count D80. Uh, which character would you most like to sit down with and chat with on the guarantee that no one would be eaten, of course? <laughs> <laughs> this one jumped out at me because I was like, immediately, I'm like, Freddy Lance, Freddy Lance, Freddy Lance! Because <laughs> like, I imagine that if you were to go out with her, something would happen in terms of like a story breaking and she'd be like taking you with her. So like mm-hmm. I can imagine like hanging out with her would be breaking into people's houses and I'd be like oh my god this is so, like you'd be waiting in the car obviously ready to drive her away when she came out <laughs> but still it's like she seems like one of those cool ass people that like uh, like Tyler Durdenby people you know what I mean like the people who cause trouble but in a cool way mm-hmm. I don't know she's like t- too cool for me probably I don't think I can like hang out with Freddie because she'll just sit there and she'll like know all my circuits, <laughs> secrets and she wouldn't even like ask me questions she just knows she just hacked her face she just <laughs> and then she just posted on the internet <laughs> but who would you hang out with Celeste? 
Oh my gosh, it'll be between Will and Beverly. <laughs> of course, <laughs> both my loves. <laughs> well, I was reading about Will, and Will always seems like, um, I don't know. I'd hang out with him for the dogs. That's what I think. Just for the dogs. Yeah, that's like, I don't know. Someone on the Facebook group I follow was like, uh, who would you fictionally date? And I was like, Hugh Dancy in Jane Austen Book Club or Hugh Dancy in Hannibal. Basically, Hugh Dancy. <laughs> so, <laughs> but yeah, I would date him just solely because he's cute. Stop touching it. Oh, sorry, I'm not playing with it. I'm playing with the microphone. <laughs> uh, but how about you, uh, JJ? Do you have to ask? Other than ha- okay, other than Hannibal, who okay. else would you hang out with? If I could, I would hang out with Will, but the problem is he's got dogs and I have allergies. So, <laughs> you know, like, maybe if we, like, I'd probably maybe go fly fishing with him. Yeah, you can go fishing with him, because I don't think he has a fishing partner. What do they call them, buddies? Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, that'd be the only way I could probably hang out with, uh... Hang out with Will is, yeah, probably fly fishing. And then the other one, yeah, I'd see if I could hang out in Hannibal's kitchen and, and, and live. <laughs> Wouldn't it be cool to hang out with Beverly, though? Oh, she'd yeah. She'd be the coolest person. She'd be like, oh, my God. She'd, like, change you during a hangout. <laughs> <laughs> you just hang out with her, and she'd just be like, yeah, you know that guy that recently got killed? I got to do the autopsy. <laughs> Did I ever mention that on here that I once dated a guy who was um, practicing to be the coroner in Winnipeg? No. No, uh, he was bragging about that thing, and I'm like, okay, usually I'd be into something like this if you, we were homies, but as a guy, it makes you sound like, like, as a guy that's trying to date me, it sounds like you're trying to kill me. Like, <laughs> I, like don't ever break my heart, because I can kill you, and no one would know. <laughs> and so, like, I was really, like, in any other case, like, if JJ came up to me and I was like, yeah, I'm the coroner, and I'm like, whoa. But when a guy does it, it's kind of creepy. <laughs> Yeah, like uh, I was like I Take imagine. No guys. <laughs> yeah, don't get on me with your foreigner <laughs> knowledge. But but it was funny though because I love Beverly. Beverly is so cool in that. Um, in that I don't know how do you describe her. In the way that she is just so effortlessly awesome. Like everything she does is so cool. Mm. I don't know why. Like you always see her do is like gather evidence and like uh, be there for well. But it seems like it's effortlessly cool. Everything she does. It's just a her or something like mm-hmm. she just like has something about her like when you first look at her you're like oh yeah oh yeah I want to hang out with her <laughs> yeah that would be kind of fun to hang out with teen sassy science like mm-hmm. while they're doing their forensic thing in the labs I'd probably be on off the side of the laptop be like all right and then they'd be like we're hungry go get coffee and donuts I'd be like okay I wonder if they could well no they probably wouldn't eat near the crime scene but mm-hmm. yeah Ew. <laughs> but okay, here's a. It's called This Rabbit Heart by Epsotolic on AO3. It is Will Graham, Beverly Cats. It's mature, but there's no sex in it, so I was like, yeah, that's like, just call it like public. <laughs> I'm just being me now. But yeah, like, because I always, when mature ones come up, I'm like, okay, like, I hope there's something horrible here. I'll just read a little bit from it. Mm. Anyway, alright. Hey. Will comes awake with a jerk. Takes him some time to work out where he is. Wolf Trap, Minnesota. He could be dead for all he knows. He squints up painfully at the face leaning over the back of his couch. Jesus, Beverly Cat says. Those are the clothes you were wearing two days ago. She is staring at him unabashedly. Amusement curls her lips. Her hair is loose today, her makeup sparse, and she tosses something down on the cushions at his feet before turning away. The dogs scuffle. They're excited to have a visitor, or perhaps they're just hungry. Will pokes the plastic bag tentatively with a foot. It crackles. I'm fairly certain I locked my door, he says. I've decided, Beverly says, talking right over him, that a man cannot subsist on dog food alone. She flings open his curtains. So instead, we'll subsist on nachos. I hope your oven works. Will bolts upright, shocked into action. I'm sorry, nachos? We can't all be Hannibal Lecter. Oh, do you fish? That's a present, Will says testily. Please don't touch it. It's very delicate. Beverly looks at him over his sh- over her shoulder. He knows what she's seeing. Rumpled suit, jacket, shirt soaked through with sweat. His hair and peaks all over his head. Barefoot. One shoe is under the coffee table. The other is somehow on the other side of the room. Wasn't going on, she says, and smiles at him. I wasn't going to, she says, and smiles at him. God, you look awful. Thanks, no problem. The sauce is extra hot, by the way. You can deal with it, or you can deal with it. Your choice. He watches her move about the room. Her hands are stuck inside the pockets of her jeans and her bare feet make no noise. He wants desperately to ask her to leave. Instead, he bends over and peeks inside the plastic bag. I don't like tomatoes. And I don't like cheese, but I bought some anyway. <laughs> she grins. We can do a half and half. The dogs follow them into the kitchen, getting tangled underfoot and shoving wet noses into the fabric of their pants. 
Will drifts, vaguely, vaguely perplexed. Beverly opens and closes his cabinets, looking for an oven-safe something, the sunlight catching highlights in the smooth silk black of her hair. The Jack sent you? Will manages at last, watching helplessly from the kitchen door. Nope. Hannibal? She looks at him incredulous, incredulous sorry. I'm not a Labrador, Will. I don't get sent. The oven comes to life <laughs> with a purr. Her back to him, she's humming a tune. He doesn't recognize it. Her head nods in time to the same inner melody. Damn, she says after a while. I knew I should have brought the cheese grater. And it goes on from there. <laughs> <laughs> the rest of the story is like they end up having, um, developing a, a relationship. Mm-hmm. And she, at the end of the story, I really love how she, um, he's, igno- he's avoiding her because he's obviously attracted to her. And she's like, well, uh, she quarters him finally and says, like, are you avoiding me? Like, I'm usually so, f- I'm sorry if I'm so forward, but I usually go after what I want. And I was like, ah, oh, yeah. It's like banging the table. I'm like, oh, this is different. <laughs> I was so happy when I found this story because I was like, uh, I know we were talking about Beverly and Nachos. So I was like, hey, they wrote this story for us. And now they didn't. They wrote it in May 2013. <laughs> but shout out to them. Like, episodic This Rabbit Heart. Really cute story. Can you read my excerpt? Yes, you can. Okay. As long as no one gets eaten in it. Okay. Uh, Yeah, so I pulled an excerpt from Blackbird. I was trying to pick one where, like, (laughs) you wouldn't go on forever. And I didn't have to quite prompt you on what's going on. All you got to know is it's it's a sub-dom story. And we're just getting into it. It's a sample from Chapter (laughs) 3. Don't laugh, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to try and do this. Okay. <laughs> right. Do you believe you deserve to be punished for it? Hannibal's voice was so mild, so toneless, that Will didn't grasp his full meaning for a second. When he did, he folded his arms tighter around him, sank his nails into his own skin for purchase on a situation that was suddenly beyond him. I... Do you mean by you? I was speaking generally, but if that's something you want, we can certainly discuss it. I, I think I really need to sit down. He felt hot all over, and the room was shifting very slightly sideways. Kneel, Hannibal said softly. Will stared at him. What? Hannibal pulled down on his belt, and Will's legs folded beneath him. His knees hit the floor with a thud. He grabbed at his own thighs and bent his head. Hannibal stroked lightly over his hair, and then sank his fingers into it and let Will lean against his hand. This is really, I mean... We shouldn't. Would you prefer more separation between our relationship here and outside of this office? I don't do that very well. Separation. Everything bleeds through. Tell me if you change your mind. The chime rang slowly for the end of the hour. Will squeezed his eyes shut. Can I just stay here for a second? As long as you like. Come a bit closer. Hannibal tugged gently at his hair until he shuffled forward enough to rest his forehead against Hannibal's knee. Hannibal cupped the back of his neck and squeezed lightly. Very good, he said. <laughs> I like how we went from nachos in the house to that. <laughs> I'm like, man, we're like, well, I guess that's why I love, um, I love fan fiction in this fandom, because like, um, I remember back in the day when the when the Hannibal kink meme was brand new, um, mm. there was this post going around Tumblr that's like, there's some really degrading, really horrifying stuff on the kink meme, and then there's this, and it's like, Will has a good day. <laughs> I'm like, whoever did that oh. one? I'm like, and I actually looked at the tag when <laughs> Will has a good day, and it was really sweet. Like, that's how I ended up finding the nacho <laughs> story. Because <laughs> I'm like, I want to read something horrible. <laughs> like, my kind of tag. Oh, <laughs> it's very sweet. It's usually just him hanging out with the dogs or him going on a date with Alana or something. Uh, another question. Um, are you guys planning on going to Fanable Fest in November, which is in Toronto? Um, Jen- Janice Poon, the the food? Uh, Janice Poon? Yeah, she's going to be there apparently. Ooh. And I'm like, I kind of want to go because I'm going to be in Toronto in October for Imaginative, the film festival. Check it out. It's fun. I'm pretty sure I'm going there too. So. Ooh! Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, hopefully, um, Hugh Dancy is there. I can I did. I just look it up right vaguely. Like, uh, I wasn't mm-hmm. sure. There might be a chance I might be going too. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, God. It's like, ah. Well, I really want to, like, go to Toronto just because of all the... Well, I want to go to Toronto again just for all the Hannibal locations. Because, mm-hmm. like, as most people know, Hannibal was shot in Toronto. 
and it's like it's always amusing to me like uh what my friend whitney i hope she listens to the show she lived in toronto during the filming of hannibal and she'd always go stalk the crescent crew she's like i really really want to see mass mickelson in, in the street somewhere <laughs> just well, like he lived there for the entire yeah. of the show he lived in toronto and so she was trying to find him and i'm like where are you gonna go just like stand outside a place and hope he shows up like that's usually how i do things but it's like where would I, if i were mass mickelson where would I go? <laughs> but it was. But, uh, cool. I would love to go to one of those things, but at the same time, like uh, I can't. Like, okay, I think I mentioned this before. Like uh, when I was talking about that other con, mm-hmm. and, uh, uh, and Red was, Dragon. Yeah, yeah, and I was saying how like a bunch of nine, eight, nine, and tens are there, and I'm probably oh, like a right. seven. And I don't know. It's really weird because it's also drilled in me as a filmmaker not to fangirl in front of fil- other filmmakers because yeah. that's like it's like a weird rule that i learned like in the early early days of learning film one of the main rules they teach you is like <laughs> no fangirling no fanboying <laughs> nothing you, you, you just gotta go yes sir here you go sir and then leave <laughs> or ma'am yes ma'am yes ma'am and then off you go you, you're not allowed to ask for photos you're not allowed to talk to them unless they talk to you mm-hmm. like it's really the hierarchy is very strict on film yeah and for whatever reason even if I just saw them walking on the street. My first instinct is just to go not do anything and <laughs> just look at them. Well, that's where we Watch differ, Because <laughs> when I met Alan East, Oben- Obiso, um, I was just like, oh my god, I love that movie you did. <laughs> <laughs> and like, not even mention which one. I was just like really, really <laughs> impressed by it. Or when I saw Angry and Nook and Theo was outside after the movie, I was like, it's <laughs> like really quiet because I, I I feel that a lot of people don't get to hear often how how awesome they are. Like well, at an event like that, they probably do, but mm-hmm. I think that people don't get don't I I feel that people don't get to hear that often that they're that they're cool and that they did something you appreciate. Like I always embarrass myself because I I will do that. Like when I was do, well, I think I told the story, but at the Indigenous Music Awards, I met Lightfoot, who is a rapper and also an actor. He also played um, Nightwolf in Mortal Kombat Annihilation. So after I interviewed him, I was like, dude, when I was a kid, I really loved you in Mortal Kombat Annihilation. He's like, and he starts laughing. He's like, you're probably the only one. <laughs> I was just like, ah. Uh, uh, like, uh. But, like, I, I agree with JJ. Yeah, like, uh, if I'm at Mass, with the God willing, um, I will have the ability to work with with either he or, like, uh, mm-hmm. Scott Thompson one day, or, like, Mass. Um, and so you don't want to embarrass yourself. Exactly, like, right? Like, I feel like I need a constant air of professionalism around them, <laughs> even if we're not even working <laughs> together at all. We're just meeting in the same area. I would still, my first instinct is professionalism, only because there's the hope that I could one potentially work with them. Work with them. Yeah. And mm-hmm. you want to keep that... Uh, yeah, that professionalism, that good first impression, unfortunately. So it's that's what really sucks about being a nerd <laughs> and being in film is I can't, I have to separate the two. Well, it's like not that difficult in well, in my case usually just because I'm so like um, upbeat and like uh, like even with JJ, I'm always like, oh my god, JJ got to go into hot dogs, like <laughs> like <laughs> like I fangirl everybody. Like I remember once uh, they were doing a really good job at imaginative these like presenters, and I'm like, man. You're Job. Like, I'm I think I felt that way before, but with magicians. <laughs> and I like went to talk to them after the show, but like, yeah, that was cool. <laughs> well, I did that to Celeste. Celeste um, did the poster for my film Crash Site, and like Crash Site is a mix of animation and live action. And she did an animated, ver- well, not an animated, but like a cartoon version of all four girls in the film. And I was like, <gasps> <laughs> so. And I like I I do keep that professionalism too. It's something that I couldn't deal with at San Diego Comic Con. Like I, I love nerds. I love nerd culture. But again, like I'm more of a seven. Whereas some of those girls who were trying to be te- well, people who are tens tend to be a bit overwhelming. Yeah. yeah. And you can, I don't know. <laughs> the, and there's tens in every fan. That back in the day we used to call them big name fans. Like uh, I think that girl who wrote a. Uh, like, Cassandra Clare used to be one back in the day for Harry Potter. Mm. Now she's an author or something. I can't remember. Well, certainly, like, yeah, the, like, the hardcore, sometimes, like, uh, they'll write stuff, and then, who knows, they, they get they get big because of what they've written. Good example is the Twilight person. Yeah. <laughs> no, not the Twilight. No. Cassandra Clare did that, too. Not not Twilight. She she wrote a fan fiction based yeah, on the Twilight. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for, yeah, uh, Fifty Shades. Shades. Of Grey, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was fan fiction, and then, like, Mm-hmm. bestseller 
fucking knew. <laughs> you know? But personally, uh, I think that's just all hype because, like, Fifty Shades of Grey, actually, if you read it, none of the subdom is done properly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I heard. And that's what's unfortunate is, like, that's why I actually like this subdom story <laughs> that, I, <laughs> that I just read an excerpt from, is it's a bit of a slow burn, and it, you know, sex doesn't come into play till like, chapter five or six. It's it's about the relationship. It's about, you know, the, the person who actually is dominant is the submissive because they give everything mm-hmm. to the dominant. You know, without that submissive, there wouldn't be anything going on. <laughs> so. I know what you mean. Yeah, like, because it's, because um, unfortunately a lot of people do learn, like, about sexual situations in, well, not in fanfic, but in porn and stuff like yeah. that. And I think there is sort of, there is sort I think of, it was fanfics for me. Yeah, it was fanfics for me. Responsibility for um, for people to be like I remember there was a big conflict about that in the fan fiction I used to read as a kid as a kid when I was a teenager <laughs> uh, where whether condoms should be used in fanfic because I remember people used to make a big deal about that they'd be like well it ruins the moment <laughs> so I'm like what the that's hell are dumb. you like seventeen like, yeah it's like, okay that's a strong misconception kids condoms never ruin the moment. A screaming baby ruins, ruins the, the moment. moment. Yeah, <laughs> it's like uh, well, because it's such it's such weird to me because I'm like, you could t- like if you're you're not a good writer if you can't make that into a, a a plot point in the story that makes sense. Like yeah. I don't know, I, it's just an excuse people use. It's like I don't know, like I remember once somebody um you because uh, I, I uh, like I read all that sex ed stuff right. So yeah. when I was growing mm-hmm. up and I'm like when they use an oil based lubricant, I was like no, don't use that. <laughs> That's bad for the <laughs> I was a nerd as a child. But yeah, like I think uh, there is like as a, a child. <laughs> as a child. <laughs> 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 nature. <laughs> like I always find, uh, what I like to in some fan fiction too is like you can tell the writers who are still virgins. Se- yeah. Well, who are yeah, kind of virgins and those who are sexually experienced because they write it in there. They write in the condom coming in. And it's as simple as like they, they carry on a conversation as it's happening or so and so's getting into position, you know, like they still keep it sexy because it's like or they do something an extra thing, I'm not gonna get too <laughs> But my point is you can tell when someone has been through that that scenario, you know, it can still be sexy, you know. That's why you talk to your partner, that's why you like practice. Practice is fun. <laughs> do you know there's several ways you can put on a condom? Mm-hmm. I'm just like sitting there. I'm just like, huh? Like, your partner doesn't have to put it on by themselves. Yeah, it's like, I'm uh, just saying. Anyway, let's get back to About like the celebrity, you guys met a bunch of celebrities, huh? Um. Well, the biggest, the only one, the only one I ever embarrassed myself in front of probably was Bono, like, because uh, I'm mad obsessed with you two. Like, I, I followed them. Uh, I went to five concerts in two, uh, three different countries. Oh wow! I saw them in Australia. I saw them Vancouver, Winnipeg, Montreal, Minneapolis, Sydney, Australia, and I'm like I'm mad obsessed with them. Uh, it, it comes out of like a. My ex, uh, my abusive boyfriend, um, ex-boyfriend used to pre- prohibit the idea of me traveling. So when that ended, I was like, hey, you two just got a bunch of concerts. So I just like randomly went and it was a great time and it was really fun. Best concerts were in Australia. That's awesome. Yeah. And so when I got to meet Bono in Winnipeg, um, I remember there was only about like 10 people at the, there because like... Uh, the the, photo- the photographer for the free press was the only person that was supposed to be there technically, but he like people told two friends, people told two friends, friends and they yeah. show up, and so uh, we were the only ones that figured out where they were gonna land, mm. and so I like because it's a small airport, like don't there's do only this. so many places. Yeah, mm. so I was like, hey, last time they were here, uh, a bunch of people met them at this part. Let's go check it out. And so we went there, and um, before my sister's boyfriend could even stop the car, <laughs> it was running out, <laughs> and, uh, and I just like oh. ran, ran up to the because we weren't allowed on the tarmac, but they were. And so the, he comes to the fence to talk to us for, like, about 10 minutes. Like, we talked to the other band members, too, but I, remember, I distinctly remember that because, like, I got the hold's hand. He held mine. It was great. And I was just, like, I couldn't even remember what I said. I'm, like, I saw you in Australia, like, up in, in the summer. And, you know, it was, like, great. Like, it was the winter time here. I don't know. I was going crazy. Oh, it was <laughs> so cute. But, like, it's one, th- one thing I really would love to do is a documentary on YouTube fandom because mm-hmm. I think that's, like, um, in the ways that Hannibal fandom is crazy, YouTube fandom is a lot crazy. 
crazier because the people who had, were in Winnipeg for the concert were not just Winnipeggers. Like I saw people I knew from Japan or people I saw from in Australia and like people follow like follow them around on tours. Like there was some guy who had went to every single 360 show that year, and that was like, and by the time they got to Winnipeg, that was in excess of like 200 shows. And he had gone to every single one of them. Wow. Oh my gosh. And I was, like, maybe not in directly in the concert, but he'd be around. Mm. And I remember I hated that guy because he, <laughs> by the time he got to Winnipeg, he he was like, oh yeah, like, they, they haven't changed anything up, it's terrible. And I'm like, the concerts aren't for you, though, for the for people who only see it once. Yeah, yeah that's so shit. true. Yeah, it's like, chill, bro, just chill. Because he was like, yeah, you could, I can totally work for, for you. I don't know, the biggest celeb that I met, uh, it was probably uh, I ran uh, well, I didn't run into him. I, well, kind of. Uh, <laughs> it was Samuel Jackson when he was here. Yeah. <gasps> oh, it's so cool. <laughs> uh, me, me, and my husband were at the movie theater. We're gonna go see a movie. Go and uh, uh, he was coming out of the theater because he was filming here in Winnipeg, and he was just hanging out with the, the with the theater staff. So anyway, he just finished. You know, like thank you for you know with the, uh, for all your stuff. Blah blah blah. And just as he's turning to leave, I took. A step and shook his hand. I said, "I said, big fan, sir. Nice to meet you." And he just shook my hand and nodded. That was all he said. And then off he went. And uh, I'm so sad because my husband missed him because he went to another door to see if he So all he saw was him walk away. Well, let me tell you my friend's funny Samuel Jackson story. So she saw him in a restaurant uh, in the Exchange District, which is a part of Winnipeg. And she saw him at eating, and she's like, uh, I'm going to go say hi to him. Because, like, the bathrooms were right next to where he was sitting. So she goes up to him, and she's like, are you Morgan Freeman? <laughs> and he just looks at her like, do you want to go over there and try again? And she goes to the bathroom, and she's like, I fucked up so bad. <laughs> and she comes back up, and she's like, you're Samuel L. Jackson. And he starts nodding. <laughs> and she's, like, to apologizing and saying how much she loves him. But it was so funny when she told me that stuff. Child. <laughs> but at least you remember her. <laughs> yeah, true that, true that. I don't think I'll know what to do if I see a celebrity because I haven't. The only celebrity I saw was Robin Williams when he filmed here. Uh, Rest in peace, Robin Williams. I love mm. him. <laughs> I thought it was like autograph and shook his hand, but I was a kid at the time, so I didn't like. You didn't know. Yeah, I sure. didn't know. Like, yeah. <laughs> that there's a celebrity right in front of me. But now, if I see a celebrity now, I wouldn't know what to do. I was probably just stand there and be like, oh my god, it's now. Oh my god. Well, one you, one you admire or anyone? Like, if you saw somebody you didn't care about, like if you saw a wrestler, like a big pro wrestler, if you saw John Cena, would you care? Like, <laughs> like <laughs> okay, okay, yeah. <laughs> but if you saw somebody you really cared about, then you would be like, oh, sorry, this is an audio podcast. I just burned it. I can't see <laughs> you. <laughs> <laughs> Although, like, like cling to, like, somebody who's with me and be like, oh my god, it's over there, oh my god, we should go say hi, we should go say hi. <laughs> I, I, just, I just defaulted to, big fan of your work, nice to meet you, shake hand, that's all you gotta do. You're so professional at that. <laughs> well, I know, it was so funny too, like, it was so dumb, my, I, I said to my husband, I said, should I have done that? Was that professional? And he's like, you're not working on the set, what are you freaking out about? It's like, you're not working on the show, it's totally fine to shake his hand. I go, I go, I know, what? He's like, you're not working. <laughs> you should go to more cons, JJ. Like you, it would get you out of that, uh, out of that. Uh, well, I did go to the, our local Comic Con once. Like I was there promoting a booth of something. I forget why I was there, and they had like you know everybody lined up there where you can go in the lineup and mm -hmm. meet people. And it was so funny because it was like eighty bucks for an autograph, and I'm like eighty bucks. <laughs> I'm like screw that. And I'm like none of you are worth eighty bucks. No offense. <laughs> it's like nice to look at you. <laughs> so I'm like well, I don't know. Didn't like um the guy from Buffy was. Oh yeah, he, he was charging too much. Yeah. Oh, I probably would have forgotten. Honestly, I'm also wondering if too if that's just a way of uh, keeping out uh, like fitting out the crowd. Yeah. Out, so it's not as bad. Prices that high. That, like it's still so pricey though. I don't know. I don't know. In my mind, I'd probably do the exact same thing. If I if I ever became big celeb, <laughs> doing the signings, I'd be like, make it 120 bucks or something, so that way they don't they can just look at me from. Look well, at that Shatner, JJ. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's so shallow of me, but I'm like, no, just let like let let the rich go. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's how I say that because um, the first time uh, William Shatner was in Winnipeg for his con appearance, he charged mm -hmm. 120 for a photo. 
And I was like, okay, uh, I'm ashamed of myself. I paid it. <laughs> so I got a photo of him on my desk with me and him sitting there. We talked about it, oh, science. It was great. Anyway, uh, but <laughs> cons are fun because um, you, you, weird things happen at cons. Like, I got to meet Patrick Stewart at one, and um, he he noticed me and my friend were freaking out because we are like, oh, my God, Patrick Stewart's in there. Like, <laughs> like, we wanted to talk to him about theater and stuff, and then he we go in together, and, and he's like, oh, hello, my dear. <laughs> I was like, oh. <laughs> Too, like uh, with uh, with cons and stuff, like it is great to meet them. You literally have maybe like tops two three minutes to yeah. talk to them. But that's the thing. Like if I ever got to meet with them, I'd actually like to talk to talk them, with yeah. them. Well, who wouldn't, of course? But I mean, like again, like on that off chance I get to work with them, I want to save those conversations with just talking talk shop <laughs> with them. That's like my ultimate dream is to sit with, with sit with them and just talk shop. Not necessarily about whatever show we're working on or whatever, but just, just want to like bond. Yeah, with just, them. just yeah. talk. <laughs> well, it sometimes comes up that you get a chance to do that. Like, cause I met Walter Koenig at a con. He was Chekhov on Star Trek, like the original Chekhov. And uh, unfortunately, um, a few years ago, his son killed himself mm. very publicly, and it was really sad. So, I, and I really, uh, really appreciate Walter's work in, in getting a lot more awareness towards mental illness and suicides and all that stuff. And so, I went and told him that, like, well, well, there was like a little lull in the con, and it wasn't too busy. And I told him that, and he was like, "Thank me and stuff." And I, like, I, I got an autograph too because I felt like an ass if I didn't go up to him to pay for him anything. So I got an autograph, but I shook his hand and said that, and I'm like, because like I, I think that they hear a lot of stuff about like oh yeah Star Trek amazing but I was like dude that really like you could have just like let it go but like you're trying to help other people so that's awesome but I have a Mads con story not my own but I saw it on Tumblr this girl um, wanted to meet Mads but of course she had no money mm. and so she goes up to him and she's just gonna go shake his hand and say like oh hey I love you and Hannibal and like I don't even think she called him Mads she called him like the Hannibal like Hannibal yeah it was really sweet and so he go, she goes up to him and she's like, oh, I, I'm sorry, I don't really have any money because I'm a student, but like I just wanted to say hi to you. And she's like, and he's like, well, do you see a line? And he's like, and she's like, no. And so like, well, do you have a phone? Like, well, I'll take a picture with you right here. And so they take a bunch of selfies together. <laughs> I'm just like, Aww. oh my god, it's so cute. I'm trying to find the post right now. <laughs> but uh, one more question from uh, Count D eighty before we get to my questions. <laughs> um, as people in the film industry, what are your favorite? P- as people in the film industry and artists, what is your fave el- elements of the photography, and what would you change if you were filming or editing it or designing it? What, the show? Yeah, Hannibal. <laughs> <laughs> That's the fans that we've been reading. <laughs> I don't know if I would change anything. It's, it's, uh, the design is great. Lighting, cinematography is just fucking beautiful. The special effects are beautiful. Like, I can't wait for you to see season two and season three, Celeste. It just, yeah? just gets better. It gets better. It's already getting better, yeah. like each episode. Yeah, like in, in, um, in it, it, you see it a little bit later in season one, like with the ending and everything, and you see mm-hmm. it, like the Raven stay. That's kind of the extent they really do with a lot of the the more visual. Yeah, more the visual yeah. with CGI, and then it's more practical what they do with like when the, you know they display all the murders, <laughs> all fancy murder victims, the totem pole, uh, the angel maker, and all that stuff. Um, Later on, the CGI they get they get more budget for CGI and it gets really, really fucking cool. You get to see the 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 Wendigo a lot more and it's just anyway, yeah. Like uh, I don't think I would change anything, because um, it is pretty well executed. I mean, uh, one thing though, I would be if I was ever blessed to actually work on a season four of this show or a miniseries or anything of that sort, I'd be like really intimidated because. To me, the show set really high standards, storytelling standards, and like they're yeah, it's just so fucking high. I don't know if I could do it. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like can I just be an observer and just learn from the masters? Cause, like uh, uh, I'm also very impressed considering that it was made in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel you. I know. <laughs> no offense, Canada homies, but really. But like, Canada has a specific look that you can tell. Yeah, shot have, in Canada. most can- Canadian shows have a look, a feel, and just. A little stale sometimes, or it's really, really indie, and you know, <laughs> and you can, it's just like there's no real balance. And somehow, the show Hannibal found a great balance between this really epic show, still being really dark and different, and still being artsy, and still being like really like it's just it's a fucking awesome show. I'm so sad that it's not around, <laughs> and it's just yeah, <laughs> I can <laughs> ramble on and on and on. So anyway, 
How about you, Celeste? What would, what would you change about the show? Oh, man. I'm not even a filmmaker. I don't even... <laughs> well, as an artist. Yeah. As an artist. Uh, well, as some... As, you know, I would have, like, a an art Tumblr called Satchima Doodles. And I draw, I draw a lot of, like, WLW, like, lesbian pairings in there. So if they... <laughs> I think I'll be, like, a... Um, what is that? The pairing, again, like, Will and Hannibal. Um, Hannibal? Hannibal. Hmm. I'll probably be, like... Ray into that if they're both females. <laughs> <laughs> you can change them to females. I've seen uh, fan art where they were switched to females. Then I'll totally be on your boat. <laughs> okay, but for me, um, I agree with uh, JJ. Um, the one thing I would change is, um, like, well, okay, here. Uh, love the portray. I love the portrayal of Will's timeouts. Like, sorry, sorry, sorry. Sure. <laughs> I dropped my phone. I'm sorry. Anyway, <laughs> to cut this perfectly, so we'll take a second. I love the portrayals of Will's timeouts in the show. Like the way they, they the editing that's jumped from the jump from the house to the outside was just like such an awesome thing. I really love that. Um, the only thing I would really change is something JJ brought up, and that's something that the dialogue can sometimes be a bit melodramatic um, and metaphoric and get lost in that. And that's something that really started to annoy me as the seasons went on. Like I know personally, like everyone's gonna come in for, come from my head for that, but like some of the stuff, the dialogue, like in th- season three, like I really didn't like the stuff in Europe. Like uh, not to spoil anything, <laughs> it, it's a location. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> I am so spoiled right now. Like, oh, I'm not enjoying this. Somewhere. I'm leaving. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, oh my god. I'm done. <laughs> But I, um, I don't know, just because it got to be a bit too melodramatic in that part. I think it's just because Hannibal was going nuts in terms of uh, his freedom, I guess. That's a good word. But, well, yeah. he is a crazy dude. Yeah, it's like, he is he killing and eating people, son. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see, like, what was the question I wanted to ask? Uh, since we do not have a true crime segment this week, because, like, we're obviously doing the recap, I instead pose a question to my fellow host. How would you kill somebody if you had to? <laughs> I wrote notes. <laughs> I got notes. Well, well, she's getting her notes. My sister insisted that she would hire someone to kill the intended target and then kill the person she hired so she wouldn't have to pay them. Boom. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> so she doesn't have to pay them. I remember, like, the secret of her, like, killing somebody goes out. She just doesn't want to pay them. Yeah, she's cheap. <laughs> I always want to that. That's so innocent. <laughs> Because if you still had a motive to kill person A, you know, <laughs> person B doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm just saying, people will still look into you for person A. So it's like, that makes no sense. <laughs> Anything you just got complicated. <laughs> yeah, just make it too complicated. Um, so, yeah, answering that, how would I kill someone? I wrote these notes. So I have playfully discussed a few times with my husband this scenario. It's actually kind of weird that way. Um, he thinks we're both knife people, which I kind of agree. <laughs> um, would probably dismember, drain, and then scatter remains. Uh, clean house, then dummy check three times for DNA, trace evidence, etc. You know, make sure we tidy up real good. Um, the only thing we rarely discuss, if it ever happened, is motive, because we wouldn't really have one. <laughs> you know. Uh, the other thing I came up with was uh, I've cited uh, any action that leads to murder would be in response to self-defense, retaliation for a loved one, such as you know revenge. Mm-hmm. Um, if caught, I'd plead not guilty for a lesser charge of manslaughter or at least second degree, because then uh, if you say you're guilty and you tell them where the body is and all that, then you can ups up to uh, first, first degree, degree and it's uh, at least uh, 25 years. Whereas if you plead lesser. Uh, I think the least seven years. Mm-hmm. So I would at least. That's where the homophobic got in there. Yeah. So I had less than my sentence. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that was a, the only thing I could c- came up with for for murder is that yeah, it'd probably just it'd be very messy. <laughs> but uh, very <laughs> messy. How would you slice? I didn't know how to answer this question because <laughs> it just came out of nowhere. Like I'm not very creative. I mean, I'm an artist. But I'm not creative in oh. killing somebody. <laughs> you would like, uh, I imagine you'd like put them into like a sculpture. <laughs> That's what the body <laughs> would be <laughs> in. <laughs> or you paint them or something. I don't know. Oh man, well, I had this friend who like actually like thought of like this sort of like situation. I think her answer was like uh, a tub of acid. But oh. I don't think I. Um, I would like probably like fall in. <laughs> I'm very clumsy. So I think my go-to is maybe just a straight-up gun because. 
like as an un- uncreative of how to kill somebody. Well, mine's pretty uncreative. <laughs> I basically just said that I would um, steal a car, hit and run. That's what I do. <laughs> uh, I mean, you have to like really plan. You have to hope they cross the street. Yeah, just like wait. Do that. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's crime of waiting. Like that's the fisherman in me. <laughs> but, okay. really, but really, all right. So tub of acid and vehicular homicide. No, no, yeah, I just done. Yeah, done. Yes, because she'd fall in. Yeah, that's. <laughs> but related to that question, how would you kill Hannibal, and would you succeed? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'll straight up die. I thought about like how I'd poison his food, but he'd know. Mm. Oh, he'd I smell it. Too. Yeah, I was going to say poison his wine. Yeah, like because you'd have to do it way in the like the only way I could think you could po- kill him with poison is if you, um, if you did what Irene Adler did in Sherlock Holmes and inject it directly into the cork. Mm. So I'm like, okay, that probably could work. Um, but he tasted immediately. Well, you're supposed to smell wine before you drink it, so. He would smell it. Oh. He's too smart for that. I wrote, uh, let's see. <laughs> yes, I have notes. <laughs> um, well, I wouldn't. I wouldn't kill him. If unless, you had to. Unless number five motives came into play. Number five is the question. <laughs> <laughs> yes, me. Uh, unless, yeah, unless any of those motives came into play, um, then I'd probably uh, romantically stab a knife in the heart. <laughs> romantically? <laughs> While he's down, I'd rub the knife down, get rid of my fingerprints, and then make it his call whether to leave the knife in or pull it out. Mm-hmm. So die slowly or die quickly would be up to him. Oh no, if you sla- stabbed him in the liver, then that would be a way to do it. And the kidney? Well, okay, this is getting into my terrible jackal knowledge. Because <laughs> like, if the blood is black, then it's dangerous. If, so if he pulls it out, he could probably... Uh, oh yeah, like he would die immediately. Never mind. <laughs> but yeah, well, wait, I'll be like in a, like a black attire with gloves. <laughs> like I wrote here, I was like, I, I won't. He'll probably already plan to kill me before I even have the thought of killing him. <laughs> probably, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but like that, yeah. I think I'll just go with my last answer, just straight up gun. <laughs> well, Thank God for the gun laws in Canada. Well, uh, from the, I think it was two episodes ago, we were discussing this off camera about how I would try to kill Hannibal, but I was like, if I tried to shoot him, somehow the gu- the gun wouldn't have bullets because he would have saw it coming. Yeah. Like, that's eh, terrible. He's going to take the bullets. You think like a little bit of season two would happen to yeah. <laughs> well, no, because he would know. Like, I wouldn't be sleeping with him or anything, but, so, like, I wish I could. Oh, but. my God, yes, I wish I could. <laughs> would that be uh, the best place to kill him? Uh, well, <laughs> well, that's how, um, uh, what's her face in the stand almost got Randall Flagg. It works. The honey trap. Was that the honey trap? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, this was a fun recap. <laughs> I think we, uh, since we started this show, we have um, gone from the com- uh, the serious to the comically <laughs> obtuse. <laughs> I like. I want to send this to Brightful and be like, okay, like, how does this show about murder become so funny to us? <laughs> I mean, explain that. Yeah, for, <laughs> for, for natives of women, we find everything cackling. Funny. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I love how you characterize that on Facebook. You're like, how we cackle. <laughs> Because that's, like, how my laugh has been characterized <laughs> since I was, like, a kid. Well, because, like, when I when I laugh at work, like, when I'm in my office, I'll be like, <laughs> it's nice. <laughs> and when I'm with my sister or something, I'll be like, ha! Like, you know how Lisa Simpson laughs? That's how I laugh. Like, if I'm by myself, like, oh, you know how she laughs? Yeah, like, the, the insulting laugh. Yeah. That was beautiful. <laughs> I can do a couple of laughs but, if I try. But what time are we at on the thing? I think we're at uh, We're at 54. So. Ooh, we still got some time. Yeah. Uh, so at the end of this season, where do you think we are? Like, what do you expect from next season? What are you hoping for next season? Oh, is this for me? Oh, yeah. Because you guys already know. Well, I know, but I'm like, I'm hoping Will's revenge. <laughs> <laughs> I like, cause I have no like, idea. Like with the ending, like, like the way he like, like you know, he stood up and like stood in front of Hannibal. I wasn't sure if like he remembers at all, but I guess maybe he did have like have like like anger in his eyes mm-hmm. when he looked at Hannibal. Cause it'll be interesting if he like, it's kind of cliche, you know, memory loss. 
does he remember? Yeah, yeah, does he remember all the things he like discovered in like <laughs> the last episode? But I don't know, I'm not sure about like how season two would go. Maybe new characters? Oh yeah. Yeah? Well, because my favorite character is coming up. Um, <gasps> one of my favorite characters, Mason Berger. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like Mason, um, for, just okay. to spoil uh, Celeste a little bit, Mason Verger is actually a lot worse than Hannibal. What? Yep. Because <laughs> like, oh. um, okay, the, the books have not like the book, uh, the movie, on, the show only implies this, but the Define books worse. Yeah. Well, he's worse than Hannibal. <laughs> I find it hard to believe. Oh, you will see it. Worse. Yeah, like because some of the stuff that M- Mason does is a lot like. Like by That's true. The first time we meet Mason, yeah, because in the books, um, Mason is uh, like they they kind of hint to it in the show, but in the books, Mason is a child molester. Oh, and, okay, I see. Um, he actually abuses his sister to the point where when she grows up, she becomes a bodybuilder so she can protect herself from him. Mm. Like in the books. Yeah. Uh, in the show, she doesn't go that far. But Aww, his, uh, but, so but you'll be happy to know his sister's a lesbian. Oh, so, yay! yay. <laughs> who, gets a, who gets in a relationship, but not till season three. So Aww. not wait till season three. So Darn. yeah, it's like. But she is like she's played by um, Catherine. I can't remember her name. She was in Ginger Snaps. She played Ginger in Ginger Snaps. Mm. But she's beautiful. I love her. <laughs> and Michael Pitt as Mason Verger. I love him. Like, I want my hair like Mason Verger's. <laughs> like, seriously, he has the best hair in this episode. I don't give a damn what anyone says. <laughs> JJ's giving me that look of, like, Sonia, so the show that has Mass Mickelson's hair on it. Here's a selfie picture of Hannah, uh, Mass Mickelson and that girl. Aww. Aww, that's a nice picture. I know, it's so cute! Anyway, but, okay. Uh, but how about you, JJ? What are you hoping for from season two? Even though you've seen it, but, like, I, I, found, I think you and I have gone through differing opinions of, mm-hmm. like, how the show has changed for us so far? Uh, well, let's see. Um, I recall when I, when I was first getting into the show, uh, like, I kind of really binge-watched, uh, s- no, I took my time with season one, and then I binge-watched season two so I could get to season three. <laughs> um, I remember with season two, I was, like, really frustrated, just because, uh, we all know, we know. <laughs> who the killers, yeah. yeah. Who the killers are, like, what's happening to, to Will, and I really, really felt for Will. And, but at the same time, too, I was like, I like this. <laughs> Where it's going. Um, but uh, I, I'd like the, I like the direction season two went. It was pretty fun. I like that, uh, yeah, they, this alternate universe thing that Brian Fuller b- built up with Hannibal was really fun because no one knew what to expect. So it was really cool. Um, probably some of the best fan fiction comes from season two. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a girl. <laughs> so... Well, I'm excited to see Chilton again. Chilton plays a larger role Ooh, in I season two. I know I saw it. it. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like sitting at lo- my lunch table this morning at the office, and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> damn you, Ralph Sparza. You're so beautiful. <laughs> Hold on, I'm looking up uh, Michael Pitt's hair in Hannibal. Hold on. <laughs> so yeah, just someone lost. tagged, uh, I think, uh, us in uh, showing uh, Mass Mickelson's uh, oh, legs. I, I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> and so I commented to someone, so I'm like, I demand an apology. <laughs> I was fine with his His hair is so cool. That was beautiful hair. I'm excited for Michael Pitt's hair. <laughs> it looks like I your hair. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I like it. I yeah. love like big floofy hair. Like I that know, thing. it's so cool. And I was like, you too. I had an apology. I was already like fine with his upper half. And now I'm like, bottom half. <laughs> well, JJ posted um, Han- uh, Mass Mickelson in the pool. That was a, oh, yeah. that was a source of some good thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, yeah, chest. <laughs> He's wet. <laughs> chest. Oh, but this is his sister. Margot. Ooh. Yeah, she's cool. I love her in that. Like, she becomes the the new, um, the new, oh, sorry. She becomes the new, uh, the new Freddy for me. Even though Freddy still maintain, still is still in the picture back then. Oh, I can't wait to meet her then. I know, she's so cool. Like, she's so, like, quiet and stuff, but, like, it's like that quiet malice. Like, that, okay, that's who I'm excited to see, Margot. Margot, mm. that's who I'm excited to see. That was so funny when I was trying to think of, uh, you know, when me and my husband decide to have kids. Anyway, I said, what do you think about Margot for a girl's name? <laughs> and he was like, it sounds like a rich girl's name. I go, well, of course it does. <laughs> <laughs> I go, well, what do you think about it? And he's like, eh. He's like, Margot. No. <laughs> I'm like, aw. <laughs> 
But I, I, like, after after the show, I've never really was big on that name, Margo, for, mm. and now I'm like, I like that. That's a cool name, Margo. yeah. Yeah, yeah like, nice you, you don't hear it very often, so. Unfortunately, me. <laughs> <laughs> it is kind of an upper class name, but I'm, I'm still kind of like, <laughs> but I'm also excited to see how um, Will conducts his reconnaissance from prison. Mm. So that's my favorite thing about season two. Prison Will. Prison mm. Will with those jumpsuits. Like oh. uh, one of my favorite dark fan fiction comes from season two. <laughs> so it's one of his. Uh, one of his. Uh, what is it? What is the story I read? I'll post it later. But anyway, it's one of the dark ones. No one's allowed to make fun of me for not liking Hanagram and I like these pairings. <laughs> no one make fun of me. Alright. Do I have any more questions? Uh, well, you did ask us a question in like the group chat. Oh yeah, what did of, I say? Like what we learned this season. Oh yeah, what did we? Uh, that, that's the best way <laughs> to end this episode. Learn? What did we learn? Uh, <laughs> we learned the moral learn? of the story. Anyone and anything can kill you. Yeah. <laughs> oh okay. I said I've learned if you're gonna do premeditated murder, go out with a bang. Mm-hmm. And patience and perseverance are often greatly rewarded. Just ask Hannibal. <laughs> what did I learn this season? Um, that people make a lot of really good food based on cannibalism. I don't know. Like I, I saw a lot of the re- like I found a bunch of websites that show what Hannibal makes on the show, and I really love like some of the things that people brought to it. So what I learned is that yeah, cannibalism, cannibalism inspires some really good recipes. Could <laughs> <laughs> be fancy. Well, to disguise the meat, right? So. <laughs> and what else did I learn? Uh, I learned about. Um, that you shouldn't love anybody. <laughs> okay. Oh. <laughs> no, that's to be. <laughs> it's like never fall in love. <laughs> and I learned that I really didn't like Abigail. <laughs> that's yeah. You know, I'm like, eh, Abigail. Yeah. And I don't understand um, fandom's obsession I, with her. I tried. Mm-hmm. Her. I really did. I, I was rooting for her. <laughs> I think she's like, um, for some people, a stand-in for themselves, like a Mary Sue. I don't know. I, uh, like. Uh, Come at me, fandom. But so, like, <laughs> it's just that I, I don't, don't think she contributes anything to the to the dynamic. The only thing I hoped for was that she became like you know the daughter. <laughs> of Bill and well, that's what people want in the fandom. But I'm like, she doesn't get there. Like, no, stop, nope. stop projecting. Yeah, there are fanfiction like that. I think I sent it to you. Uh, do you recall a uh, quiet corner? I'll look that up when I get home. Oh, well, no, you didn't send it to me. Okay, I wasn't sure if that was one of the scripts that I sent to you. But anyway, that was actually based off a fan fiction idea. If Will had left with them, like Mm. like they were supposed to, I came up with a story that that they opened uh, like a bed and breakfast in in Europe. And they run like, yeah, like, so Hannibal can cook. You know, Will can maintain their their cabin-y bed and breakfast out in the woods. And... Abigail and Will can still go hunting and fishing, and uh, Hannibal can still cook and whatever. And then any guest that comes that's rude, then they kill. They, he kills them. And that was my story. <laughs> <laughs> and then I had like a, you know an investigator come, and they have to kill the investigator. And but it's actually Abigail who kills her. But I just changed all the names and turned it into a story. Oh yeah, that was the one you told me about. Yeah. Is that, the, is that the one that was? <laughs> Oh, sorry. I was gonna be like, is that the one you won the award for? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a, yeah, that's a fan fiction. <laughs> that's, that's just for you, fan. Uh, that's just for the secret things. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, is that the one? Okay, yeah. I wouldn't mention which award JJ won, but it's it's a good one. Okay. <laughs> I did change the dynamic a little bit, so like as you read it, you wouldn't know that that's what they were. One person who did read it came up to me and said, this reminds me of Hannibal. And I'm, <laughs> and like, like, oh. I'm like, oh, really? They're like, yeah, but there's no cannibalism in it, right? I go, no, there isn't. And he's like, oh, okay, that's the only difference. He's like, but yeah, that's what it reminded me of. And I'm like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway. Uh, right. Well, we've come to the end of the show, the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are planning to take a hiatus because everybody's going traveling. It's Ooh. festival time. Yeah, so. Celeste is going to Vegas. Vacation. And JJ is going to Toronto. Or, I'm going to yeah. Ottawa. Ooh. So, like, well, for, like, a government thing. Not fun. <laughs> well, that would be fun. But I can't say what it is because it messes with my chances for festivals. But... <laughs> but where can we find you guys on social media for the time uh, being? Oh, well, oh, 
um, you can find me on Instagram and Tumblr at Satuma, S-A-T-U-M-W-A-H. And I mentioned my art blog earlier, which is Satuma Doodles, just one word. <laughs> uh, you can find me on Tumblr and Twitter as JJ Neeps, J-J-N-E-E-P-S. And you can find me on Instagram as JJ Neepin Films. And you can find me at honey underscore child on Twitter, honey dash child on Tumblr, and what else am I on? Uh, <laughs> Ceramic Nanu on Instagram. Uh, I also run the Hannibal Tony Hibachi Instagram, Tumblr, and Twitter. So Twitter is HH Hibachi, Instagram and Tumblr are Hannibal Tony Hibachi. And thanks for everybody. Well, thanks to Court D80 for sending those questions. I was yeah, really was surprised nice. last night when she said them. Like, oh, crap, it's not just going to be me pretending to send in questions. Awesome. But we shall be back in about, at the latest two months, I think. We want to come up with some new stuff, with new content for you guys. And just get, mm. like, to change up the format a bit. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to start a gaming channel. This is the thing that we, we film. Yeah. So, like, people can still listen to podcasts and watch on YouTube. So, yeah. we'll see what happens. And see how red we get in this room when it's so hot in here. <laughs> so, we'll see if we're still able to, we're still doing it in the studio or if we, if we change it up. Else. So, we'll see. And if we do include a video portion of this, we'll be able to show the, <laughs> the pictures we show on our phones as we talk. But, yeah, like, I, uh, well, I just want to say I have have had a really good time this season. Oh, me too. Yeah, me too. It's been such a nice Monday. Yeah, it's been like every single time. Out of you guys. Like like last week uh, was year end at my work, so of course like everybody's stressful, and I'm like, oh, I don't want to go out tonight. And then I was like, oh crap, the podcast is tonight, got to talk. <laughs> and so yeah, it's been like this has been especially since the stress of my last uh, short film. Like this has been like one of the bigger par- best parts of my life so far. Now I'm kind of like, how am I gonna film my Monday? <laughs> <laughs> In two months we'll be back. <laughs> we'll be back with season two and hopefully a bigger studio. <laughs> and a bigger fan base. Yeah. <laughs> Tell your friends about us. Yeah. Again, even though we're on hiatus, message us, send us stuff. It'll be included in, in all our fodder yeah. for next season. And I think the people who are doing a Hannibal rewatch are are listening to the iTunes thing because like oh, every really? so often the episodes will increase depending on like numerically. Oh, okay. so I think somebody's listening to that in order. Okay, cool. ah. <laughs> I, I was gonna shout out to that person. <laughs> yeah, we love you. <laughs> well, if you've been listening to the whole thing, thanks a lot for your support. Thank you all love listeners. You. Have a good day. Oh, we'll miss you. Bye. We'll be back soon. Bye. <laughs>